Chad and Jay Mansbridge here, lead pastors of Bayside Church International, based here on the south coast of South Australia. Our great passion as a church is to help people to know Jesus and to demonstrate His love, truth and life in everything that we do. We hope you enjoy today's message. Um, morning, there's my intro, done. Okay, um, journeys in joy and peace. It's already up there, the scripture is... Isaiah 55, 12, you will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. Before I even knew about this series and before I even knew this was happening this year, I started to ask God, were there some things that he wanted to put into my life before I got too much into 2021? To use this analogy, were there things he wanted me to pack and have ready for this part of the journey? Um, I have a fairly good idea that my work situation this year is going to become very hectic. Um, as has been mentioned, I train automotive apprentices, and at this stage, the government, we have a set amount of time we have to train apprentices. And at this stage, the government has not given us any allowance for what happened last year. So all the students that missed out last year now need to be caught up. Thanks, bud. So I've just spent <laughs> so I've just spent two weeks over in Cleve with extra numbers of people. Cleve's over near Port Lincoln, down along the way. Um, I've already had requests. We're only in February. Already had requests to train in Port Lincoln, in the Riverland, and up in Moomba, and we've only hit February. So I have a fairly good idea that it's going to get hectic. And when Rob started to share that he felt that peace was something key to all of this he, at Christmas time last year, everything that I'd been starting to look up made a lot more sense. So this journey, going out in joy, and we heard last year that joy is way, way, way more and a lot deeper than just being happy. Catch the series. <laughs> and a journey led with peace. This word peace that we have, English is just, doesn't quite get it. Rob did an amazing message a couple of weeks ago on shalom and what that actually means. It's a lot deeper than just going, yeah, I've got peace. So I'd like to share with you today some things that I've been looking at that may be helpful on our journey of joy and peace. Because I think it's always best to somehow be perfect be prepared for what might come up. I've been away for two weeks. I don't know, is it going to be boiling hot? Is it going to be cold? Is it... We had everything while it was over there. Uh, we had storms. So when you pack, and when we pack, it's like you try to take, even just going from Gore up to Adelaide, you go, is it going to be hot up there? Is it going to be cold? You take what, you end up with a back seat full of stuff. But that's, you be prepared for what's happening. And... It, it's much better to be prepared than slap bang in the middle of a situation and start crying out to God, God, give me some peace, I need peace. And it doesn't work. God, I need your joy in the middle of a situation. If you already have it, you can then bring it in. So, and as you can see, I have my little backpack in, ready for our journey. So in the last couple of weeks, I've already put a few things in it. So a couple of weeks ago, we had shalom. 
piece of paper, that's all it is, mate. That's it, just shalom. That's where it went, in there. And, um, oh, from Chad, oh, what did we get? Metronarrative. Oh, yeah. Metronarrative. So if you didn't catch that, the big picture of Scripture. Listen to his message last week. Catch that one online. And the other thing from there, feet fitted with readiness. So I've already got some things ready in my little backpack, ready for our journey. So I mentioned you can catch both of those online. Great messages, both of them. So here goes. Hopefully, I hope that you will find this helpful. Now, so the basis for all of this comes from an I wonder at Christmas time. At Christmas time, I was given a beautiful new Bible. Wasn't it great? That's why it's still in its box, because I like the smell of the leather and everything on it. <coughs> There's nothing really wrong with my old Bible. She is, it is a great study Bible. It has been circled. It has been had it for years, highlighted. But I found over the years, I'm sure it must be something wrong with here, the print was getting smaller. So it's the print, you found it as well? It's the print. It must go off. It must. Nothing to do with me. So this one, large print. Large print, easy to read. Get it the right way around. Large print, easy to read. That's a study Bible, that's fine. And that one's just a nice one to read. Now, here's a nice one to read because big print. Now, what I have found is that's brand new. This one's a bit old. I have found there's differences between the two. There's different wordings that they've put in. They've different phrases that they've put in. They've boo hiss. But I have no real dramas with that because these things were never written in English. Never written in English. So the way that we translate them doesn't really phase me. On my phone, I've got a, an app. I can pull up half a dozen different versions of the Bible. I've got a concordance. So I can look up and see exactly what those words mean. So if there's slight differences, I don't have that much of a drama. So I think one good thing to take on our journey is take something old with us, our old favourite Bible that you know where everything is. Handy? Something else that might be good on our journey, if I get the right way around, take something new with you. A new version, a new translation, a fresh, different approach to read it. You can get so familiar with this one, but grab a new one. Grab a new version, there's stacks of them out there, just to read it in a different way. It's always good. So there's a couple more things in there for our journey. Oh, no, don't do that. Now, when I got this Bible, don't know whether you can, hopefully you can see it, we, there's, they always come with these little ribbons in them. <laughs> this will pick you into market. This will, so, and of course, I thought, I know that they've been randomly put in there, but I wonder, I wonder if God may have something to say to me out of those pages. Not a great idea. I do not recommend it. I am not going to the Bible and going, God, you must show me something. I'm not going here in the middle of a situation and saying, God, please show me something. I just went with it 
with an I wonder. Oh, this, this turns bad here, shall we? But, um, because sometimes I've read the Bible and gone, nice story, end of. Other times I've read and one or two words have captured my attention and we've gone with it. So to think that I could go, random ribbon, God may have something to say to me off that page, and what we had was two ribbons coming down, and I put another one there. This one was actually folded up, so I'd actually selected three different pages, three-point sermon. Awesome. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, as I mentioned, I didn't open it up going, God, you must show me something. It was an I wonder. I'm happy with that. So, as I mentioned, this journey started December, January. I was reading through it, and now we're getting into peace. So that the three things that God showed me off these pages fits beautifully, in my view, into this journey of joy and peace. To me, there are three great things to have packed in our backpack, ready for our journey. So here goes. And knowing that it's large print... It meant that I really didn't have a lot to read. Didn't have a lot to read. It was just one page. Um, as I said, mentioned a few times, it started with an I wonder. Don't, don't do this. Only people as weird as me do this. Now, the first ribbon was in page 394. That doesn't mean a lot to you. But it's slap bang. It's 2 Samuel 13, 11 through to 2 Samuel 14.11. Now, this section here is like coming slap bang in the middle of a movie, catching 15 minutes of the movie and walking away. And this section, and trying to come get something out of it, and this movie would not have this time slot. This section here does not have this time slot. It has a much later, very much later time slot. And it, it's like that movie that you know you've seen before, because I have read all this before, but you're catching 10 minutes of it. I can't remember what happens next. I can't remember this. And then you walk out of the room and you go, not a good idea. So after the shock of going, okay, this is, is not a great place, really, God's going to show me something off this page, slap bang in the middle of this. So I read it again. And then he did show me something that I think is a really great piece of advice to move into 2021 when we're moving in journeys of joy and peace. Um, now, when I put it up on the screen, I'll actually show half at the end of half a verse. It's not normal that I just show up like, if you read it and go, he didn't put the whole verse up there. There's a good reason why I didn't. If you want to look it up later, fine. I didn't think it needed to be up on the screen. And really, it doesn't take away from anything I'm about to say about it. Didn't need to be up on the screen. So it's 2 Samuel 13, verse 30, through to the first part of verse 32. So if you want to know all the details that happen up to this point, feel free, read it, but... Make sure it, you just realise that it, it's a much later time slot. 
So he says this in the scriptures. While they were on their way, the report came to David. Absalom has struck down all the king's sons. Not one of them is left. The king stood up, tore his clothes, lay down on the ground, and all his attendants stood by with their clothes torn. But Jonabab, son of Shema, David's brother, said, My lord should not think that they killed all the princes. Only Ammon is dead. And a couple of verses later, he says, Now the man standing watch, looking up, and saw many people in the road west of him, coming down the side of the hill. The watchman went and told the king, I see men in the direction of Horonim on the side of the hill. Jonabab said to the king, See, the king's sons have come. It has happened just as your servant said. And you're all looking at me going, What is going on here? What I want to share with you this, the very part, Absalom has struck down all the king's sons. Not one of them is left. Boo, untrue statement. That wasn't a true statement. He react, the king reacted immediately, absolutely immediately to that statement. All of them are dead. So he tore his clothes and all his attendants probably did because he did. But then a few verses later we find out that it was actually an untrue statement. Wow. So, as I said, stepping into the middle of this story is not a great idea, but I think this is a great piece of advice here. Don't react to the first piece of news you get because it might be wrong. It might be wrong. If 2020 taught us anything, (sighs) wait until you get all the facts. Wait until you get all the facts. It is so easy to see something on Facebook and go, I'm going to react to that. I've had a series of emails recently from work and everything in me wants to go, no, don't react. So be a people that don't react quickly. Stay, don't react quickly. Just stay calm. Wow. Stay calm. Somehow or other, have that shalom. Be that person that somehow, no matter what's going on, wait for the facts. Yes, a little bit later we find out that the king had to mourn for his own two sons. But it wasn't all of him. It wasn't all of his sons. It wasn't everything. So first bit, moving in. Don't react to the first piece of news you get. Stay calm. So that's out of that page. So, there you go, point one. Next one, ribbon two. Um, It was in page 1114, doesn't mean anything to you, but it's in Ezekiel 43, 17 through to Ezekiel 44, 27. The title on my page is The Priesthood Restored. And you go, and I went, awesome. Now that I'm living in 2021 with a complete and clear understanding of the joy of knowing that I am a priest and I have 24 access to God at all times, I've got that because of the cross. I have that. But what would it be like back here on only select people having the ability to be that close to God? And it says priesthood restored. So I, on those pages, I read about sacrifices, I read about blood offerings, I read about sin offerings, and all the rules and regulations, which have all now been cleared because of the cross. 
All done. So we've stepped from there to right over here, past the cross. But still, me and my ribbon, what's God going to show me off those pages? There's a bunch of scriptures, but I think the best one that fits into this, the journey of joy and peace, there are two that I want to highlight to you. There's a whole section, Ezekiel 44, 10 through to 16, but there's a couple of verses in there. Um, so without going into the whole detail, but I'm just going to read a couple. Verse 13. They are not to come near me to serve me as priests or come near any of my holy things or my most holy offerings. They must bear the shame of their detestable practices. Random. <laughs> Serving, yeah. And a couple of verses later, it says, they alone, they alone are allowed to enter my sanctuary. They alone are to come near my table to minister before me and serve me as guards. So without going into detail, you're going to get my translation, if you like, the JSV, the Jeff spiritual version of this. Yes. Heretics. These... This was a group of people called the Levites. They were God's chosen group of people to be his priests. Right? Yeah. They were his, you are the guys that can be in my temple, you can do all of this. And he goes, I better be really careful how I point here. You, hi, so nobody thinks it. You lot can serve, 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 but don't come into my presence. You lot can serve, 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 but you can come into my presence. Hey, about I'm a Levite. What's going on? Now, we now know in 2021, we are all priests and we can all enter the presence of God. God's never going to sit there and go, you can't enter into my presence. But I wonder, I wonder if in our business, I wonder if in our serving I wonder if in our work, and I wonder if in everything that's going to go on, like it did last year, is it us that forgets to make time to spend in his presence? He will never say no, but I wonder if we get so caught up in our busyness that we forget we're serving, we're doing this, we're doing that, we're doing that, but make sure that we spend time in his presence. And guess what? It's when we are in his presence, whatever that may mean to you, that is where you will be filled and refreshed with his joy and his peace. Pretty straightforward. If you want to go to scripture, a scripture that will actually bring you back and remind you how much you mean to God, you cannot go past simply reading Ephesians 1. It is so full of everything that God has done for you. It's just full of all past tense. So if you want to have some vague idea, and all of it, he's never stopping you coming into his presence at all. Just make sure in our busyness, in our busyness, that we make time for God, for God and be in his presence. So, make sure you spend time in God's presence. Random piece for my random ribbon. Happy with those two so far? Now my third ribbon. 
the one that was folded up. So it was only two ribbons, but it was folded up. So here's my third point. Uh, oh, even mm, Zachariah. But I was really hoping it was going to be in New Testament or Proverbs or Psalms or something. But no, it's in Zechariah. And it's page 12, 10. Which, no, it doesn't mean a lot to you. But it's Zechariah 8, 7 to Zechariah 9, 15. And the heading of chapter 9 says, The judgment on Israel's enemies. I thought, no way, no way. Two out of three. It was only really two ribbons, God. Really, it was only two. I, I, no, there's nothing going to be on these pages. I am not going to read chapter 9 and, and judgment on Israel's enemies and try to somehow or other fit that into 2021. Not a chance. No way am I going to do that. And again, I will read it again and go, we'll accept the two ribbons. And then I read it again and went, actually, there is something really clear in here. For our journey, so I just read Zechariah 8 7 through to the end of that chapter. And verse 9, he said, It says this This is what the Lord Almighty says. Now hear these words Let your hands be strong so that the temple may be built. This is also what the prophets said who were present when the foundation was laid for the house of the Lord Almighty. I'm well aware that that was talking about a physical temple. Well and truly. But what about the personal application of this? We are all the temple of the Holy Spirit. Each one of us, each one of us, if you've acknowledged that Jesus did what he did on the cross and is our personal saviour and king, we all have the Holy Spirit living inside of you and you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So think about it now. Let your hands be strong so that the temple may be built. You need to be built. So be strong. There's a number of us that could stand up here and probably spend the next week just using be strong. Be strong and courageous. Be strong, be strong, be strong. I'm going to make a prophetic statement there. You will need strength to get through 2021. Profound, hey. You will. Even if it is simply... Um, building yourself up, even if it is becoming more like him, more like God, even if it is just doing things out in the world that are different, you will need strength to get through and just simply do things. Profound, hey. Each one of us will find different things and have to have different strengths for different things. But it's all about you as a temple, temple of the Holy Spirit, being built and being strong and building up your strength so that you can be built up. The next part of that verse, in a personal context, this is also what the prophets said who were present when the foundation was laid. 1 Timothy 1.18 reminds us, Timothy, my son, I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by recalling them, you may fight the battle well. Recall the prophecies that have been said over you. Recall all the prophetic words. Recall the dreams that God has given you. 
If you don't have them or you wonder what I'm talking about, go back to this and read what God has said about you. Remember, he was there. Over 2,000 years ago, he laid all the foundations down for you, as I mentioned earlier, Ephesians 1. Just read all the stuff that God put in and wrote down for you and directed at you so that you have those foundations and then you are being built. Where are we? So be strong so that you may be built more into his image. Pretty straightforward. Now you're starting to think going three random things off a couple of ribbons in there. Joy and peace, journeys. Easy. Be strong that you may be built more into his image. How? By spending more time in his presence. What will that produce? That will produce that you will stay calm and you will have peace. And more than just peace, you will be that person that will have God's peace in any situation. Pretty straightforward? Easy? So, there's a few things that I've added. I wonder, hopefully you've found that helpful. I wonder what will be built into us next time when we continue our journey in joy and peace. Thanks and have a great week. I hope you've enjoyed today's message. Remember to check us out at baysidechurch.org.au. And of course, if you're ever in the area, please pop in and say good day. Bye.